Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's biggest conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. It's Thursday. It's Justice Thursday conversation that we want to have today is about the judiciary embracing technology, digitization of judiciary services. Last week, the Chief Justice was in uh, Mombasa where she launched digitization of several services in the Mombasa courts. Eh? And today we want to have that conversation. We are joined by two people. The Honorable Elizabeth Tanui joins us again in the Situation Room. She's been here before. She's a Deputy Registrar in the Commercial and Tax Division of the High Court. And Amos Kimani is an ICT Officer at the Employment and Labor Relations Court. Amos and Honorable Elizabeth Karibuni Sana. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us again. It's good to have you. Yeah. Good morning, Eric. Thank you for having us. Hey. Sasa Amos Bajia Kumbaya, tutamuita your honor wewe. Mr. Amos. Kama Amos hivi tutakuita brother. Bwana. Bwana. Kimani. Karibuni sana. Thank you so much. To welcome you. Uh, city has the day's proverb. Our proverbs for the whole of this week have been from the country of Burkina Faso. Mm. The country of honest and upright men. Mm. Well, that's what the term Burkina Faso actually means. I'm mm. paraphrasing it. But that's what uh, <coughs> one Thomas Sankara mm. intended when he did away with the name Upper Volta yeah. and renamed his country Burkina Faso. And he said, and he was inspirational in his name, or of aspirational in his name. Honest and upright men. Now, yeah. the uprightness, Eric, doesn't have, doesn't uh, imply about gate. a standing. <laughs> uh, upright. No, 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 no. Mm. Like, so that's not what it means. Mm. It means honest in word and deed. Honest man. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, that one. Upright also. man. <laughs> Hardworking <laughs> man. <laughs> Good man. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, Eric. Uh-huh. Any other man you'd like to include in that particular? Sober. Mm-hmm. Sober. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Religious man. Okay. Mm. He who speaks does not know that the listener is smart. He who speaks doesn't know that the listener is smart. Mm. What is implied here is the speakers I know thinks they're smart. Uh, mm. Mm. Your honor. You must care. What's <laughs> your interpretation of it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the listeners are smart. I think, yeah, um, I agree uh, in terms of, um, you know, people actually know a lot of things. They just need somebody to bring them out, clarify them. Yeah, so as you speak, just know that the listeners are actually smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amos, what's your interpretation? These are what that goes around that's. Uh, uh, I think it just evaporated, mm. but uh, mm. you know, sometimes you speak assuming that maybe uh, the person you are talking to doesn't know much, mm-hmm. but in the real sense, they might know more than you. So, too much talk <laughs> <laughs> sometimes is not necessary. Mm. Yeah, sure. 
people people know what you're saying they sort of see what you're saying they feel it they, they can feel it mm. yeah. honorable tanui there's we've been having conversations about you know digitization of the judiciary and judiciary embracing technology you're the deputy registrar at the commercial and tax division tell us the progress of what you've done in the division in terms of embracing technology so um let's start with where the judiciary has come from mm -hmm. uh, to understand where we are uh, the journey has taken a long time like any other state organ our procedures our processes have basically been manual and what do I mean by manual processes and procedures? I want you to imagine uh, filing a court case uh, before COVID, uh, where it would mean that you will have to create, because every court, you know, case that comes to, I mean, every case that you bring to court has to come with a document. So it will mean that you create your documents wherever you are. Then you need to, you know, travel basically to that particular court station uh, so let's imagine you're traveling to kiambu um, for instance so you take a matatu and you go to uh, kiambu for purposes of going to file a document uh, once you are at that particular court you queue because everybody else is traveling to file their cases so depending on the queue um it, you, I want you to look at the time that you will take. So there is a queue for purposes of you presenting that document. And what are Hard you presenting copies. it for? Yeah. For assessment. Assessment where somebody like Amos would look at it, appreciate the nature of that document and assess it at, let's say, 75. Mm -hmm. Because a common document that usually comes on everyday basis is an affidavit of service, which costs 75 shillings mm -hmm. that's 75 shillings i you just needed me to put a signature and put you know that it is 75 shillings even though you know it but you see without that signature there's no way you're going to pay in the bank mm. so you then take a trip back to the bank to pay 75 shillings 75 bob 75 bob you queue again at the bank <laughs> and then you come with a banking slip you show it to me and then I receive your document and I stamp it and that is when it is considered that it has been filed. That's where we are coming from, isn't it? And then COVID comes. We haven't, uh, we haven't um, launched the systems that we are going to talk about. COVID comes and of course we close the registries. Mm. So it means that you will have to send these documents via email. But you send it via email, I have to again download it, you know, appreciate what it is, send you an invoice, you go pay, send me the, the process. Okay? Yep. So look at the time, look at the costs that it would involve and look at that 75 shillings because yep. you would use most likely 500 shillings to do go all that. Come, yeah. yeah, so uh, then we launched the e-filing system uh, which we are very happy to talk about today and which uh, the Chief Justice is um, has um, cascaded it now to the Mombasa Law Court. So the e-filing system then allows you from the comfort of your office to upload that particular affidavit of service, to pay for it online and to have it uh, stamped in mm. the system. So the time and the cost basically have basically gone uh, out yeah mm -hmm. Mm. that process was just too tedious it was the queuing uh, I mean, and it's for absolutely nothing that you can justify you know it only seems tedious now because we have options now when you look back in a time when there were no options it wasn't really tedious it was the only thing it was nothing to compare it with and people were fewer okay court cases were fewer and the mindset was that when you went to court, you were, it was going to take time. Anyway. So, 
That's an interesting point. So then, do you see that? I mean, just as you're going through the process and looking at then the elements of what this all means now, going towards a digitized system, do you see that as a result of streamlining this, as a yeah. result of going digital, I mean, Kenya has been said over and over to be a very litigious uh, society. society. So do we see then that there have been more cases lodged because the, because the process then seems to be a little bit less strenuous? I think there are more cases that mm. are being filed mm. now. It's easier to lodge a case. For instance, uh, at the small claims court where Amos uh, sits, you know, they are forms which you just fill online mm -hmm. and once you have filled those uh, forms online it's it's easier even if it is uh, 50,000 shillings you know there's no longer uh, these um, long procedures of you have to bring a plaint that plaint has to be drawn by so and so you just fill in a form and then you upload it almost receives it sends you a mention notice within 60 days you are done with that case so there are actually more cases but also for us, I think we are able to track the number of cases now, real time, in mm -hmm. terms of how many cases have been filed by Paddy. Mm. Instead of, you know, that time where you have to call, for instance, in Kisumu. So, you people, how many cases came in? <laughs> uh, you call uh, Mandera, how many cases came in? Right someone now? has to go to the hard copy. Exactly. <laughs> 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 Give me a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so at the end of the day, uh, the chief justice can sit in her office and she can tell how many cases have been filed today, mm. how many documents have been filed on existing cases, how many applications have been filed under certificate of urgency. So for us, even in terms of management, in terms of um, efficiency and effectiveness, uh, that has really, really improved. So yes, true, mm. more cases are being filed because we have simplified the process. Right. Yeah. Can I ask this question? How many people do you have who manage this stream of online information that keeps arriving at you? So uh, the court system is divided into court stations and divisions and every division then has its own registry staff mm -hmm. let me talk about the commercial and tax division which serves um which which is served by seven judges uh four deputy registrars and 50 uh judicial i mean judicial staff these 50 judicial staff uh, some of them will have to go to court with the with the with the with the with the, um, with the judges some will then manage the registries and i have about 12 who are managing uh, the court registries what are they doing even now on the online platform uh, documents are coming in on the online platform you have to process them in terms of verifying whether the court fees have been paid verifying whether the documents are in the correct format and of course then uh giving the litigants you know once you have paid, uh, once you have filed a case, you need a document to, to, to go and serve the other party. If I have sued you, Mr. Munga, uh, I need to inform you that, you know, there is this case that I have brought against you. So that document, I have to generate it and, you know, uh, ensure that you have it so that you inform the other party. <laughs> so they are, yes, it is true that we have streamlined, we have digitized, we have automated, but there are registry staff who then uh, manage that process. Mm. Are, they, are they adequate for the task? No. They are not. Mm. They are not. We thought that we will require less, you know, uh, registry I mean, because staff. it's digital. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, it is uh, it is coming to our, mm. our um, we are live to the fact that, um, one, uh, not every Kenyan is um, 
is digitally savvy. savvy. Yeah. So we have a number of Kenyans, and especially those who access justice, self-representing litigants in yeah. the small claims court, in the children's court, who need assistance. Mm. So yes, we have digitalized and we have automated our procedures and processes, but you need people who will have to assist yeah. the self-representing litigants navigate through these platforms. So for you, Amos, I mean, obviously at the small claims court, it's a court that we saw that was established, I mean, it's what, it's not two years old yet. Yes. Um, and this was people who then are seeking for, you know, less than a million, less than a million shillings yeah. to be settled. And then, then it's often folks who don't have legal representation or, in, as we've been told yeah. previously, don't need it, mm. you know. So interesting to note that as that system, obviously a digitized one as well, how was the process from when it was established until date? Have you been able to then manage or handle? I mean, Elizabeth says that, especially at the small claims court, you just don't have enough personnel. Um, why is that? Uh, because it seems like, okay, what is it? It's the system, run it through the system. You don't need folks. If it's digitized, why do you still need more people? Okay, what happens is that the small claims court, uh, uh, we, ha we find that uh, we have support, cent support centers whereby uh, litigants who are not uh, technical savvy will come to the at Milimani Commercial. We assist, assist them, file documents. We advise them mm -hmm. on uh, the procedures of the small claims court because they are just simplified procedures. Mm -hmm. So you basically fill in a form. Then if you have any evidence that you want to produce, you just uh, attach on the form and we file for you. Mm. One, we ha you have to have an e-filing account whereby uh, that what is required is an email address and a valid phone number. Mm. So after you are you filed your your case then you you serve after service to the respondent you file in a certificate of service yeah. as evidence that you have served the the respondents then a mention notice is generated at the point of filing after the making the payment a mention notice is generated yeah. mm -hmm. that is fif 15 days yeah. from the date of filing so in two weeks time you're back in court for mention yeah. of course the courts are virtual so still, we do support the litigants. Also, oh, the assistance well, comes in because folks are not again digi savvy. Yes. Yeah. So that's where the assistant comes. Assistance comes in. So that's why you need more people. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. You need people to support. For instance, if they are virtual, the way Amos has said, they are virtual court sessions. I don't have a smartphone. Mm. You know, you've given me a link. So how do I even yeah. get in what there? Is this thing? <laughs> 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 so they still come to court, but there is a center now where they, you know, sit and they are processed in terms of it's your case next so you know speak mm. yeah this is what your case is all about mm. so you need people to support them navigate through this platform and also on to pick up from there you find that the workload at the small claims is quite heavy you know in a month you're filing 1500 cases up to date you have a record of 4500 cases filed from january mm. so you can imagine the workload. in just the yeah. four months in the four months I have this question. Yes. Uh, you had a, f a system of filing, physical files. Yes. Have all these files been digitized? Yes, they have. All? Yes, they have. So, which means that at a click of a button, you can easily access a file, a case, and all that? Yes. 
yes, in, su in some courts, for instance, in the small claims court, yes. yes. But there are courts, for instance, Miliman, where you have thousands of cases. Mm. So that process is ongoing. We got uh, the support from uh, the Ministry of ICT through their JIRA program, yeah. where they give us youth who came and helped us in terms of scanning and uploading. And we had, of course, to enhance our storage, uh, you know, mm. our storage facilities so Sava. that it can, yes, mm. it can. Sava. <laughs> 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 yes, uh, so yes, it's true, yeah. So, um, for cases which have been scanned and uploaded and now, you know, the incoming and the additional documents that are being filed, at the click of a button, you can get your entire file online. Okay. But they are now proceedings. You know, a file is made up of not only the documents that you bring, but there are also proceedings which, if you're not, we are still writing. Mm. You know, a number of judges and judicial officers, that is, mm. cadets and magistrates, are still recording. Mm. Very few judges have, you know, lifted their pen. Uh, for instance, in the Court of Appeal and, of course, the Supreme Court and some courts uh, in the High Court are no longer writing. What is happening is that another system, again, has been... Um, has been uh, lodged by the Chief Justice, and this is the court recording and transcription system. Mm -hmm. So we have courts which have recording equipments, and of course, in a virtual platform, you know, we have, uh, we use uh, mostly the Microsoft Teams platform, which is also a recording um, platform. And then thereafter, the same, same Ajira program, we get youth who listen in, and, they and then they transcribe, and we get the transcripts. Yeah, so... Uh, I'm saying this because for those quotes which are still writing, you will then uh, go online, but what you will see is that you will see the documents, but you will not see the proceedings because the proceedings are handwritten proceedings. What we are doing is that we are trying to have even those handwritten proceedings, you know, scanned and uploaded into the system so that when we see that your file is online, then you have a complete file. You do mm -hmm. not only have documents which have been filed online, but you also have the proceedings mm -hmm. which have been uh, taken by the judicial officers, yeah. also uploaded. So the, the advantage someone like I had the chronological dispensation when i was born allows me to be fascinated by very many things mm -hmm. L like this digital age fascinates me completely and because it fascinates me i tend to read and figure out and i came across something very interesting as you write you are a gadget slightly bigger than this mm -hmm. as you write that pro it's being written and it's being shelved meaning that information is stored there are others where you speak and as you speak it actually writes down what mm. it is that you're so saying speech to text yes uh, see yes as i said i find these things fascinating <laughs> new jesus fascinating yes, if if yes. someone talks about a miracle that is a miracle i mean i'm talking i'm seeing now you know where i'm going with this yes how far are we from this within our boat. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> because yes. there's the little detail. Transcription can be tricky. Mm. Especially if it's coming. So a judicial officer has to to read what has been transcribed by yes. somebody. Yes. And this somebody was basically just typing exactly not invested in this mm. just listening and typing yes they could type it they could, could put in type yes, or they yeah. could yes, yes. and for me the actual the bigger thing is the infiltration of insecurity mm -hmm, mm -hmm. do you actually trust the person who is listening and transcribing could they in any way 
just alter some detail. Mm. So uh, that aspect has been built in this mm. way. Um, so we have a BPO who manages the youth. So we have outsourced that process. But to just take into consideration the issue of security and the integrity of the you know, proceedings, yeah. They don't give you the entire recording. You know, they give you in batches. So they, they give you a five-minute recording. Oh. So you will not even follow uh, what this is. You have no you know, clue you have no, Yeah, about. you're just listening in. and So that if you're interested in knowing that is, you know, um, Elizabeth versus Eric, you would not know this is the matter. Because, you know, you have a very short recording. Mm. Maybe three minutes or five minutes. Mm. And then uh, it is uh, taken by the, the you know, that, that farm. And then they put it all together and then they bring it to us. Now we have a quality control unit within the judiciary. Of course, that is a unit which we are still building mm -hmm. and which we are hoping that it will be capacitated in terms of um, people. So they give us the transcript in raw format and then that unit then listens in and confirms that it is a reflection of, of what happened mm. in court on that day. Mm. So we have a quality, uh, it, we call it Q&A mm. unit. So the judge does not just receive it, you know, directly from the, the, the youth. From the student. No, 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 no. It has to go through some process. Okay. But you see why, again, we need, you know, more people, more despite people. the fact that we are automating our procedures and processes because mm. uh, we need all that done. Mm. But I agree. Uh, where are we in terms of uh, speech to text? You know, we have different dialects. Yeah. So speech to text is very tricky in terms <laughs> of um yeah so yeah. it will it will pick up different things if I'm speaking mm. with my accent it will pick up different things sure. so it will have to take time for us to you know speak to this uh system until it understands that when you say this this is your english before word. we make our own ai <laughs> <laughs> we're using ai of yeah. people who speak in a different with with nose but mm. by the way ai learns yeah. by the way it learns and it adjusts mm. And it accommodates yes. and and you're right it takes time that's why there was this plan b where you actually just write sure i mean yes. okay. eric wants to go to break so ask question. yes this is the situation room the only way to start your day we still have the honorable elizabeth tanui and amos kimani talking about digitization of the judiciary how the judiciary is embracing technology just that from what you've told us so far amos i'm thinking that this uh, required some heavy investment and some broad and long-term thinking in terms of the connectivity number one the software and uniformity of the software across all the stations so that you have the same thing not somebody saying they have version 1.2 and the other one has the updated version 1.4 and they are not compatible so everything has to be thought of the hardware as well like you talked about the capacity of the servers connectivity are all the machines connected from one core to the other or are we saying just certain divisions are the ones that are connected for example is it only for example the commercial and tax division all the stuff the machines are connected to in that division but they cannot read into another division the employment and labor relations court mm -hmm. and such um, in terms of connectivity we have one server and uh, uh, it's a server in Kenya. We have a server, and also, uh, luckily for us, we have brilliant minds uh, that who have developed the system. The system is in-house developed by mm. our 
ICT personnel, the, the developers to be exact. Mm. And uh, it's so far so good. It's working seamlessly. It's working seamlessly. And uh, we are looking forward to launching more e-filing uh, whatever codes. Mm. Yeah, for now we are at... Uh, are there like redundancies and, and other redundancies? I'm just thinking, you know, every time you go somewhere, go to KRA, you go to a bank, system you go down, I can't imagine that happening to court. Mm. For, what, uh, okay, okay. Go on, go on. Yeah, the way uh, Amos has said, this, our system, so the, 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 we have an integrated system. So let me speak about the case tracking uh, system. The case tracking system is the one which is internal facing uh, where um, the judiciary staff and the judges and the magistrates are able to access so the case tracking system we call it the cts and you'll see it in many even in the chief justice's uh, speech um that one is across the country every court station is able to access the case tracking system and you can access depending on your rights uh for instance uh myself uh, being the deputy registrar uh leading the digitization uh in the judiciary i have an account which i can globally access you know all court stations across the country in terms of knowing uh you know the case load and even the specifics and the details of the case uh so particular court staff have particular rights to the system mm. but the the, the 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 aspect that uh, i think needs to be noted is that case tra tracking system is across all courts in the country so okay. we are connected but then there is the e-filing system which is now the public facing mm -hmm. so the e-filing system where you can now access the court and file from the comfort of your home is only uh within uh in courts within nairobi okay so on 14th of april the chief justice then um extended that to courts within the mombasa county mombasa law courts tononoka shanzu and the sgbv court where litigants can now file cases online using that system mm. so it is not in all courts yet because of you know the infrastructure that we need the capacity that we need to build mm. and um as he said, this is our system which is homegrown. It was built by our own, brick by brick, until where it is now. We had very many false starts before. Mm. Yeah, so as Young saying, it's true that uh, we've had uh, false starts before and then we just decided let's have our own homegrown uh, software. Mm. But in terms of infrastructure, yes, uh, we are, uh, as, uh, as Erica said, we are connected um, the entire country. Uh, mm. For that case tracking system to run, it means that all court stations have been connected centrally. Literally all? All court stations are in that system. So what happens is that um, Eric uh, Amos. Amos, Amos, mm. Amos, and oh yes, Amos, mm. Amos, Amos. Sorry, Kimani. Yeah, can access the system and can log in and see what is happening in Mandera. Uh -huh. Yeah, from the case tracking system. Mm. But it's the it's the e-filing system. It's now, the e-filing that is now being rolled out. Faced out gradually. Gradually. So uh, we're looking towards having Kisumu and um, Kakamega and courts within Mandera and Samburu before June of this year. Mm. And by January of 2024, that's the plan, mm. all court stations across the country should be on the e-filing platform. What's the integrity like in terms of the backend, the filing? So you don't put in a file in a different folder and then, you know, things disappear. You have to go and search for, actually, Samarani, Undu, Ezukubundu. Ayyo, yako iliwe kwa commercial court. 
<laughs> what happens is uh, on the e-filing system and the CTO system, every party is mapped to a particular case. They have to be on record in that particular case. They either appear on record as having a, a notice of appearance or they are the ones who initiated that case. For example, let's say Eric uh, wants to be mapped to a certain case. You have a case or you are, you are, you are representing somebody in a case. Mm -hmm. On e-filing, it allows you to search for that particular case and request to be mapped to that particular case. So there's no instance that you'll find another person and do here is filing on Eric's mm. behalf. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So every account is mapped to a particular case. Okay, and all the documents then for that particular case are in one central place. Mm. Yes. Where even the judicial officer, the registrar looks and opens the file, Eric versus Ndu, everything mm. is in Eric versus Ndu folder. Exactly. Okay. It hasn't gone to Kimani versus CT folder. Yeah, sure. Mm. Or Eric versus CT, because you know Eric has sued everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, in, I mean, what happens within the system when cases close? What do you see then in that footprint that mm. we're speaking? So the case is yeah. done, dusted, judgment has been given, etc., etc. It's gone through the annals of the system. So what happens when it's done in the digital, in the digitized system? Mm. What happens is we have what you call case sequences. That a case goes for an activity that is maybe a hearing. A hearing is, is an activity. Mm -hmm. Then goes to a judgment. There's a a corresponding outcome. Mm. For example, a case was a case was in court today. Yeah. It goes for uh, it's given another date for mm -hmm. maybe a, ju a judgment or something. So the outcome to be fed is judgment date given in court. Mm -hmm. So the next activity will be judgment. Mm -hmm. So after you feed in the judgment, the outcome will be uh, judgment uh, delivered, case closed. Mm -hmm. So it closes the case. Mm -hmm. But uh, the record is still in the system sure yeah so, so you can always always go back to it for reference exactly okay exactly so have you found that the digitization process then has got to be layered because there's certain you may come about and see well if we're in this system case tracking for example and you find that because we've digitized the case tracking we're going to need another element mm. that either is supported by or will support this case tracking and then you have to then go about the digitization of that for example if you're trying to find a witness has come in you're mm. trying to track this case particular witness that was not there at the establishment of the case yeah do you find that there need to be then be further levels of digitization now whereby your it experts need to come in and continue to tweak the system to allow you include more elements as cases may develop or has the digitization taken into consideration everything that a case might need from the beginning? Uh, so uh, th 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 that system, as I said, is um, a system which is being internally developed. Mm -hmm. Even as we are speaking now, it's not an end-to-end -end, uh, system in terms of the procedures and the processes. There are some processes which we are still doing manually. Mm. Uh, so uh, it is true that we still need um, our developers to tweak the system mm. to include every 
process and procedure mm -hmm. in the life cycle of a kiss. Okay. Yeah, so um, even as Eric says that you can still see, it's true that you can still see even the cases which have been closed, they are live in the system. But you know, we have an act, we have, the law regulates for how long a file should remain active in the system, even in the manual process, mm. where you were, we are supposed to destroy some files, you know, after a while. Yeah. Yeah. So for now, we haven't built that in the system um, because this system is still very new and uh, we need an archiving, mm -hmm. you know, mm. um, module, yeah. which we haven't built into the system. Okay. So we still need to do that. So it is a system which is still being enhanced, being improved, and that yeah. is why uh, we have um, requested the Judicial Service Commission to employ for us more developers. Okay. We have very few uh, developers in the system and the ICT personnel. Do you have a feedback yeah. mechanism from the users? Yes, we do. We what do. are the users saying? Uh, like, so once you mm. test one users how they like it what what's what's the average sentiment is it positive is it negative are there no it's, many it's, complaints? it's 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 there is a a you there is a, a survey that was done and this the it was um it was made public on 14th of april when the chief justice now was rolling it out in mombasa you know what do litigants who have used the system in the nairobi could see so 68 percent uh gives it a thumbs up mm. yeah give what it a thumbs you, up the yeah practitioners or the users of the system yes because we've looked at you know the advantages we've seen that people have then um engaged with courts more as a result of seeing that the you know the the system then was more user friendly yes and that you didn't have to carry papers all all, all over the place but what about for people who have been in the system before it was digitized and then now seen the digitized process how have things changed for you let me, i know um i will have, we'll have his yeah. his take mm -hmm. but for me as a judicial officer we celebrate this system and let me tell you why we are celebrating it when i go home you know most of our work is done at night most of our work is done after because we are listening to you during the day but you see i have to retire and make a decision mm. so before the systems were deployed i would have to carry files you know home mm. for purposes of reading and making a decision mm. but right now i can get up at 4 a.m log into the system and i get you know the entire file and work on it mm. and even publish whatever directions that I have to publish. I don't have to carry files. I don't have to, you know, uh, make handwritten decision, bring it to the secretary for purposes of that secretary, you know, mm. typing it and ensuring that it is sent to parties. I publish it in the system mm. so that people wake up to orders in the morning. Uh, by eight o'clock, if you had filed an application under certificate of urgency, for instance, yesterday, most judges deal with those applications at night. You wake up to an order in the morning uh, and it's been published. So you see it. So for us, it has changed our landscape altogether. Mm. And we are celebrating the system, especially, you know, the fact that we had to carry files. If you have to go for a seminar uh, in Naivasha, you know, your car would have files mm. at the booth. <laughs> but now I just need my laptop. Mm -hmm. So you need a smaller car. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, was, so for us yeah. it's yeah to pick on from where madam Tanui has left it mm. for example eric you filed a certificate of urgency mm. madam Tanui is able to do the orders right away and you are able to access the orders from your end that is on the e-filing system mm. so you can imagine initially you you would have to go to the courts 
to, to get your order mm. and also you know there are some those other challenges mm. around there so it's really it's a beautiful thing it's improved mm. things yes. yes i was asking about the feedback from the users because of course the majority of the users i expect to be advocates advocates just the other day went into the streets of nairobi complaining about digitization on the lands records okay mm. because they were saying this thing it had been worked on for long it was rolled out the artisasa system and they're saying it's just not working it's not moving and i haven't had the same being said about this judicial system and that's what I was like so what is their feedback what do they say that it's easy to use are there areas where they've said please include this and then you act very fast yeah. what's the difference between what you're doing and what uh, so Lanz has done what what we did uh, the e-filing system was rolled out on 1st of July 2020 and i want mm. to be honest it was turbulence at first one the procedures and processes in the in the courts are basically complex even in the manual system you know and the system that we have built mirrors our procedures and processes because you see they are regulated uh, there is no way we would just you know make a system which is do forms and everything so we had to mirror these processes and procedures you if you are filing a child i mean a, a, a child kiss mm. you have to come through you know this particular route mm. if you are filing an insolvency petition you don't take that route you take this other route mm. if you are filing an income tax appeal so there are many you know processes i mean tributaries within the system so it's if if, if at first it it it, it wasn't easy and um there were many complaints that were were written even to the chief justice the chief justice had to call a kamkunji of advocates you know and since it was an exclusive we didn't give that was the other complaint is that we did not give an opportunity for the advocates to you know file it in mm. to file cases in any other way other than the system this, mm. but it was also a strategy because you know when you when you give us an opportunity to still do things the way we were doing nobody would want to you know take another route mm. so it was an exclusive system so we also had complaints we had um we had um the chief justice have to address and we had to go back even as the technical team uh which i work closely with and just tweak you know uh this and that with their support so we we are saying this system is where it is today also because they have given us feedback. um feedback and which we have used to improve and to enhance the system it is not the way it was on 1st of july mm. we have used what they have said and we have you know uh, tweaked the system to suit but of course according to what so you've, you've embraced the collaboration exactly with the, all the users yes and especially for the small claims uh, before even that system which which um is specific for that court mm. that the, the 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 system had to be built in collaboration with some advocates because i remember that they were taken uh, i think for a two week uh, a two week uh, retreat yes. and they you know gave their feedback in terms of this is what we want to see mm. in the system yeah. integrity now you had a registry and always the issue of integrity goes at the, to the registry whether it's a land office whether it's nssf wherever it's just the registry even in the courts before the issues of integrity at the registry file you patikani file him apotea file this and the other how does this system address those challenges and those perennial issues yeah 
So uh, I can speak about four ways. Uh, my brother uh, Amos can add to what I'm going to say. The registry has completely uh, changed in terms of how they manage the court cases. So one, the perennial issue of file missing is no longer there. You know, uh, so if a file cannot be traced because we still have folders we still have physical files uh yes we have the online files but since we are still you know taking long hand uh, proceedings we still open a folder for purposes of holding those proceedings for purposes for of holding anything that we have done manually so if for one issue or the other this file cannot be traced I just need to go back to the system, download it. The only issue would be the proceedings, you know, which had been taken. So we have reduced that significantly in terms of, we, ha we are not saying that it's no longer there. Mm. It, it's there in terms of the proceedings, but it has been reduced significantly. So that is one, loss of files. Mm -hmm. Two, the cause, the cause list, you know, like every day we have a list of matters which are being handled by yes. a court. Yes. Before this process, you would have, you know, you would know that my case is coming up next week on 24th. So you're really waiting and preparing. On the 24th, your matter is not in the list, you know. Uh, so for one reason or another, it could not be intentional, but some would be intentional. You know, I have intentionally removed your matter from the list. Mm. So there's no way it will be hard. But now with this system, which automatically generates a cause list, we no longer have manual, you know, doing of cause lists. The cause list is generated Um mm automatically so that has been taken away completely from the registry i can no longer you know tamper with the list uh if i see that a matter is not uh, in the list i just need to know who is it that you know uh ensured that it's not in the list either by not having it uh input into the system the other one is the issue of fines and fees and payments which was a registry process also we are seeing now that is an online um payment mm -hmm. uh, before we used to have a lot of leakages in terms of revenue yeah. you know uh, where i collude you're supposed to pay uh, seventy thousand, but i assess this for you at 30 Mm. we divide the rest you know yeah. and since it's a manual system you know it will take like a year for reconciliations yeah. to be done uh because there are so many files across mm. but for now it is you know online payment platform and the assessment is also done uh by the system i you no longer come for me to tell you it's 75 or it is 1000 the system auto assesses mm. generates for you an invoice and you pay it online so that is how it has revolutionized that uh, registry process. The question that always arises when it comes to these digital matters, this is to you, Amos. Mm. How do we know it's tamper-proof? Uh, how can you assure someone like myself? Or Camargo. <laughs> no, the man is in the country. City Camargo. Yes. <laughs> The system is configured in such a way that once a document has been filed, it generates a timestamp. So there's no way that you'll say, uh, like for example, those there are those time bounds bound uh, cases. You'll say you filed a matter yesterday, and then you go to again court that you had filed two weeks ago. Okay, actually, to let, be me, the time. let me clear what I'm asking. Yes, the system may be created so that it is considered to be tamper-proof. Yes. 
how do we ensure that the people, the behind the scenes people who manage these systems, the ones we don't see, the ones who even created it, the ones who, who have the key to everything, mm. how do we ensure that these people are tamper proof? Because the problem is not the system, the problem is always people. It's true. Who manage the system? Uh, the system has access privileges. Mm. This, as an ACT officer, there are some functionalities that I can't do that are either uh, to the court assistant or the deputy registrar. And also the system maintains audit trails. Of course, we do have the audit uh, directorate, so you'll eventually get caught up. You're truly an ICT person. <laughs> I ask about human resource, you take me back to the ICT system. 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 <laughs> but I think he's mentioned it because we have an audit, uh, an audit unit which audits um, the, that system. So yeah. I don't know whether that addresses uh, Actually, issue. I you know the issue is that, let me just pick yes. it up from there. The accusation that uh, officers are actually the ones who are bribed who are who are manipulated could the same happen to those who have access okay let's even say if they say now today oh you know a registrar is able to do this or a judicial officer is able to do this so that they can think yeah. differently of a case mm. how do we know that these people who have access to various stages are actually not even giving away their access to mm. other people so mm. that mm. they can get into the system mm. and change documents mm. Mm. mid case yeah Unless you want to try, that's mm. your area. You give credentials, you know. Uh, one, there are those safeguards measures that have been put in place. When logging into the system, there's an OTP mm. that is sent to your phone number or email address. So OTP is one time one time password. password. Oh, no, no, I've, I've come across it. So, so it's only the person who yes, it's only the person who has the phone. Will who will be able to access the system? Mm. Yeah, and then we have the the VPN. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we do have a virtual private network mm. uh, that uh, every user internal has to have that VPN to access the system. Mm. So that's a two-way authentication method. Mm. One, you have to have a VPN, mm. and now uh, to access the CTS itself, the platform itself, then you have to log in to the CTS, that is the case tracking system, using that one-time password. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, if, for example, if uh, a judge somewhere decides to invite his friends mm -hmm. as he was working and then he leaves the system open and he steps out and a friend accidentally mm -hmm. goes exactly. in there and, you know, writes the judgment, we can find out. <laughs> <laughs> see, uh, so that 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 will be attributed to that particular judicial officer, okay, isn't it? Because yes, it, it is your be clear. account yeah. that yes. has been used uh, for. Part. So it is your responsibility also mm. as an account user and account holder to ensure that you know. There's integrity of the system. Yes, yes. Because if you leave it open to me, it's true. I can. Everything. And it will be traced <laughs> back to your account. Honourable no? Elizabeth Tenui, thank you very much for joining <laughs> us. She is the deputy registrar of the commercial and tax division. Amos Kimani is an ICT officer in the courts as well. We'll be talking about digitization of the judiciary. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, 
catch you next time. Bye-bye. 